Hello, hello. Welcome again to the football show here on Belfast Live. And this week we celebrate history. But first of all, I should say my sidekick, regular sidekick, Ventorum legend Paul Lehman is back from his travels. He was in New York for a few days. He must get paid more in this program than I'm getting paid. <laughs> That's another story. This week we celebrate history. Dungannon Swifts winning their first ever senior trophy. This is it. Magnificent Bet McLean League Cup when they beat Balamini United by three goals to one in the final at Windsor Park last Saturday. And uh, two men have joined us. Swift's manager, Rodney McAree, and his dad, Joe McAree, MBE, a man who's given over 40 years of his life to the Swifts. And uh, looking back for a quick reaction, what a day last Saturday must have been for you guys. A fantastic occasion. Um, delighted that we came out the other side of it with the cup. I thought we'd thoroughly deserved it over the 95 minutes. I thought we played some good stuff at times. Um, and ab- absolutely delighted over the moon. And Joe, you were there. Must have been a little lump in the throat, I would say. Uh, no doubt about that, Jackie. Uh, I mean, it's been a long, hard road. From uh, We went into the B Division and then through the Championship and then through the Premiership. Till, uh, to pick up our first Premiership trophy. It's just something special, Jackie, and it was a special day for everyone connected with the Swifts. Paul, as they say, a special day, and that's what's special about local football, isn't it? That seventh in the Irish League table were playing eighth, Dungannon Swifts, and eighth have won this trophy, their first ever. Yeah, it's a fantastic achievement for the for the club, Jackie, and and, and the, as Rodney said, they thoroughly deserved it on the day. But you know, no one would have fancied Dungannon or Ballymena even at the start of the, the competition. You always expect the top teams to be there or thereabouts. So <coughs> it just makes the achievement even more special for them and even even greater for Dungannon Swifts. Yeah, you'd have got some price at McLean's if you'd said, I think Dungannon and Ballymena will be in that final. Millions to one, millions to one. But as we speak, the big news is <coughs> that Gary Haveron has lost his job at Glen Torren. And uh, you as a Glen Torn lad all your life, it's not that big a shock, is it? I think after Friday night, Jackie, the, the, the loss at home to Yards, and there was obviously a protest in the, in the car park from the fans, and I think the writing's probably on the wall after that. But, you know, by all accounts, you know, I, feel, I feel a bit for Gary. I think he's a good lad, and he's given his heart and soul to the job. I don't think anybody could have worked harder mm. at the job than, than Gary has done, but, you know, it just hasn't worked out for him. I think the home form has been really poor for Glenthorne. They've only won five games in 18 months at the Oval. So that's become very difficult for Glenthorne. And, you know, the fans have then started to vent their anger, and that's when it becomes difficult. There's a bit of pressure on the board to make a change, and the board have come out and make, made that change now. And, you know, have the board in many ways caved in to the criticism? Yeah, because this, the, the timing of it is, is strange for me, Jackie, because, you know, the next week's a big week for Glenthorne. They've got Cliftonville at home in the league. They've then got their match in hand against Warren Point on Tuesday night. And then they've got an Irish Cup quarter-final next Saturday. So in the space of a week, Glenthorne could really cement their place in the top six and be in the semi-final of an Irish Cup. Yeah. So it's a strange, in terms of the timing of it, it's a bit strange why they've, you know, maybe they didn't think Gary was the man to, to take them there. They've made that decision. And there's obviously Ronnie McFall is coming in on a short-term basis. And they've put their trust and their hopes in, in Ronnie to try and get them into the top six and try and get them further in the Irish Cup. And 
short term, that seems to be the, the scenario, Ronnie McFall short term and maybe another man long term, who knows? Mm. But uh, I was looking online <coughs> and I saw your name and his name linked with the job. <laughs> Would you like to comment on this? <laughs> I don't think there's too much to comment at the moment. Um, I'm very disappointed for Gary. It's it's a it's a fellow Irish League manager who's lost yeah. his job, so I'm disappointed for that. Uh, obviously, the large result on Friday night has maybe finished it off. Um, he's a he's a top lad. He's a great guy, and I'm, I'll be surprised if he's not back in football very very soon. Mm. And Big Ronnie, I think a lot of people forget, uh, maybe you have to be my age to remember, Joe might remember, mm -hmm. Ronnie won the league title at Glen Torren. When there were 12 teams in the league, he played 22 games unbeaten. That's right, unbeatable. Uh, which is quite something. So uh, he'd be well received, I would think. Yeah, I'm sure he will. He's, he's, a, he's a manager who's well respected in this league. He's, he's a long time at, at Portadown and he was successful with Portadown as well. He's been out of the game now for a few years, but he's got a wealth of experience and, and maybe that's what Glenthorne think they need at this moment in time. Someone to just come in, stabilise the team. He's, he's seen a lot of games. I've been at the Oval and Ronnie's been there you know, yeah. numerous occasions, so he's going to know how the team's been playing. He's going to have his own opinions on it. and. You know, the Glenthorn board will be hoping that he comes in and hits the ground running and, and can get a few results quickly. And he's one of those guys who just loves football. <coughs> and maybe this short term until the end of the season, it might whet his appetite and think, I could maybe stay on well, because it, I love this job. Yeah, and it depends how well he does, Jackie. As yeah. I said, Glenthorn have still a chance of finishing in the top six European playoffs and they're still in the Irish Cup. So, you know, everyone says it all the time. It's a funny game. Anything can happen. We've seen Dungana win a senior trophy just last week. Why can't Glenthorne go on and <coughs> go further in the Irish Cup? And if, if they're able to do that, if Ronnie was successful, why wouldn't he take the job? Would, would they offer them the job? The, the saga continues. Yes, watch this space. <laughs> and uh, Joe, uh, it's great to see a guy, if it happens, and it should, like Ronnie McFall, back in the local game. He's one of those big personalities. Absolutely, no doubt. One of the top managers in the Irish League and has been. And I'll never forget, Jackie, uh, when we got into the Premiership in our first season. And uh, we were down the bottom two teams in the league. And I was at a function one night, and along with Ronnie, and I was complaining about the referees not giving us decisions about this and that going wrong. And Ronnie turned to me and I'll never forget the look and I'll never forget what he said to me. And he looked me straight in the face and he says, Joe, stop conceding goals. You're conceding too many goals. And I'd sat back in the seat and I said, oh, well, you're probably right. And I, I took that on board. And we ended up finishing tenth in the first season in the uh, sixteen team yeah. league at that time, Jackie. And uh, I, I never forgot Ronnie for that, and was the way torn to me and the way he said it. And that's Ronnie as a manager, yes. he, and I think always, that's why he's been successful. He always had that lovely yeah. blunt way with. Him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to <coughs> last Saturday. Uh, before the game, you're in the dressing room. If there were any nerves, your team certainly didn't show it, Ronnie. No, our were they ready? They were. They were definitely ready. Our preparation all week was was spot on. Um, everything went smoothly for us. We we didn't have any concerns over anything. Um, obviously, there was a couple of lads was was ruled out through injury, but they were ruled out at an early stage. So we knew exactly what we were going to be working with. We knew exactly how we wanted to go about our our business. Um, everybody in the team from in, from one to sixteen in the squad knew their roles and responsibilities and. Thankfully, they carried them out 
in, ex in an extremely professional manner and and we we done it in style. Some cup finals can be hard in the eye because nerves can maybe mm. can maybe play their part. But thankfully, this one we managed to show some some qualities also. And uh, an early goal helped mm. by young Mace. Yeah, uh, Maisie hadn't scored for 14 games prior to it. One of the reasons why I did sign him was because he, he went in with a few goals. So <laughs> thankfully, he's, thankfully he delivered. You on had to wait for him. <laughs> he, he delivered on Saturday. Um, he's a great lad. He's very popular within the dressing room, and he's he's certainly done a wee bit of jiving since. <laughs> I suppose the, the celebrations have continued. Yeah, at this stage, celebrations have stopped because we have to prepare for this Hardy's match. So they've been, um, they've, they've, um, there's been a stop made to that. So they're they're now focused on the game ahead. But Tuesday night, instead of training, you were out. Uh, um, <laughs> that was probably coming up to the end of the celebrations. Uh, a local restaurant um, invited us to come along, Viscount's restaurant in Dungannon, invited 60 of us to come along, and that was players, wives, staff, 60. yeah. And that was, um, it was, it was a, a lovely, a, a lovely um, thing for him to do, for him to put across the Dungannon Swifts. Um, What's his name? He's Nigel Scott of, of Viscount, so he's a... Well done, Nigel. Yeah. Absolutely, he's a great fellow. Free meal for us. <laughs> when we're done. <laughs> You'll not get a better one, will Jackie? So the referee this week, instead of checking the studs, he should breathalyze you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, we'll not be that bad. <laughs> How did you feel when Owens come up with the equaliser? You're one 0 You're on top. You're dominating the game. You're playing the better football. Uh, it grates me to say that as a Balamina man, but you were. Uh, and then they hit back. Well, we're not the we're not the biggest of sides, and um, we always we always know that we may be put under a little bit of pressure from corner kicks. And whenever you have Kayla ones playing for playing for Balamina, um, you know he's always going to be a threat. Um, obviously, it was something that David had worked on in training in terms of trying to prevent our goalkeeper from getting out, and and trying to free up a Kayla ones for a, a free run at it. And and fair play, it's probably come straight off the training ground, and it's a it's a good good goal from their point of view, but. We obviously showed a good reaction after it. Um, we didn't lose focus on what we had to do. We yeah. stayed confident, and, and thankfully we got our foot back in the ball. And Stuart Addis, what a brilliant save from McCluskey, mm. I think it was. Yeah, he made two very good saves mm. from McCluskey throughout first the one yeah, first one particularly in the yeah, first half. I don't know how he does it, but he's 37 now. I'm, I'm surprised he can jump that high. <laughs> <laughs> and then two second half goals, 3 1. Did you think at that time it's Home and hose, done and dusted, or were you still worrying? I don't think at any stage it was really worrying because we did, we weren't really under the cosh at any time. Um, sometimes in the past we've played Balamina and we've took the lead and 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 you get a, a wave of attack after attack and and sometimes we've maybe threw leads away. We spoke about that at half time, um, trying to learn from experiences that have, that have gone before. So. Um, we showed terrific composure. We we didn't panic later on in the game. We put our foot in the ball. We tried to kill time in the in the correct manner without giving the ball away cheaply. And um, thankfully, we saw the game out. Yeah. How did you assess his tactics, Joe? Being a former manager yourself. Well, seeing I taught him over the nose, Jackie. Uh, I was I was no, I was very, he said I, was, I was very pleased with the setup of the team on on Saturday. And Rodney knows, you know. Uh, I'm always on about the shape of a team and uh, the team been well organised and then working hard for you and uh, 
there's no doubt on Saturday I thought that that all worked out perfect and the, the team the team's shape was good everyone knew their job and everyone done their job and we ended up getting the result yeah and I, I thought watching it as when you went 2-1 on front I thought there's no real way back for Balomina I think it was all very important how we started the second half, which we didn't want to. We went, didn't want to give um, Balabina any confidence in terms of f- feeling their way back into the game. So it was important that we started in the, on the front foot. We expected Balabina to come out and to start the second half and, and put us under a little bit of pressure, but we wanted to try and reverse that. In, inwardly, we wanted to be the team that took the game to the opposition, and we did that. in Cormac's, Cormac's third goal, or the th- our third goal from Cormac Kirk, was Park. was a great finish and. And it's Felt for the keeper. A lot of people said, "Oh, what happened?" To but it, there were two Bellamina players yeah. in front of him. So. And I think he got it the whole way around the outside of them. Yeah, it was a. He has the capabilities that does that. Doing yeah. that, he, he does it quite often in training. So thankfully, he delivered. Final whistle, Joe. It's all over. Three one to Gallon. What were your thoughts on the stand? I was, I was very proud, but if I could go back five minutes, Jackie, just till the five minutes affects the time, uh, injury time. Uh, Balamina got a corner kick yeah. and the wife said to me, uh, she was sitting beside me, she said, uh, surely we couldn't lose it now. We were down to 10 men, as you know. That's right, yes. And I said, don't forget Manchester United in the final of the Champions League. Scored two in two minutes. <laughs> Glad he wasn't standing beside me. And, and <laughs> I think the both of us was under pressure from that to, to the very final whistle. But when the final whistle went, obviously you feel very proud, Jackie. And you've been with the club for 46 years. Yeah. And As you say, it's been a long uh, road. Yeah, a long road. And and uh, you win your first Premiership trophy. Like Who would have thought Dungannon Swifts would have been in the Premier League for 14 years? And then to win a Premiership trophy. Just absolutely fantastic for everyone. Proud that my son was manager, obviously. Proud that there were seven players in the squad on Saturday from who came through this club here, Dungannon United Youth, which to me is without Dungannon United Youth, we don't have a Dungannon Swiss competing in the Premiership. Yeah. That's that's my belief on it. And uh, it was just a fantastic occasion for everybody, from a wife of 40 years, treasure in the club and probably the hardest worker the club has had, including myself. Um, you know, it was just something special for everybody. And uh, But what was special too, how many Dungannon Youth graduates were in the squad? There was nine in the 16. Um, we had seven who started the game. So that's a that's a terrific achievement. But that certainly is. That's years of hard work has, has went into that. Till, till And hopefully we can continue to roll them through. Yeah. Jackie, the, the youth was started, the youth was started like 33 years ago. 33 years ago because of Rod and four or five lads coming to the front door. And with the ball under their arm, the sweat blinding them. Can you not get us a match? <laughs> and I said, but there's only four or five of us. Oh, no, we have such and such and such and such. And all the people have heard this story before, but it's an important story in my book because it was the future of Dungan Swifts yeah. at the end of the day. We got a game with our Mad Boys Club, and that was the start of the juniors, and we walked from one team right through to 14 teams. And uh, we have... Content- we, we, we would impress on on boys in the club where we're two separate outfits but we would impress on young lads in the club that when you come 16 if good enough you move on to Dungan Swifts yeah. and that has been the case 
and to see those boys lined up on Saturday in a fantastic picture lined up before the game and to see four of the, four of the team the Dungan United youth team who all would have came through from under 10s playing in the first team it was just a joy to behold for me Jack yeah special moment for special you. moment football needs people like that he's still working away and he's he's 92 <laughs> <laughs> no he's up around my age early 70s uh, but he's been 46 years at Dungannon Swifts, yeah. Dungannon Youth. He gives his life to it. Tremendous servant to the club, Jackie, and as, as Joe said, he, he's, he's got tremendous pride, not just in Rodney, but in those young players that they've been able to nurture through the, the youth system, and that's something very special. And as you said, it, the club doesn't really happen without those players, so it needs people like Joe in the background making it all happen, and it's a fantastic achievement for Dungannon. As, as a club who don't have the budgets of other clubs, it's so important that they, they bring young players through, and they're able to do that year in, year out, and it's a fantastic achievement for them. How proud are you what he has done for the game and for Dungannon Swifts? Oh, we certainly wouldn't be in the position where we are now. We wouldn't be sitting here with a with a trophy as we have if he, if he hadn't put the hard work and effort in. Um, I remember that very first match against Armagh. It was on it was on Stangmore, and and for mm. out people like Joe McGarry and Davy Gallagher way back to, at the start, without their help and their input to help you till till form some sort of a yeah. team at the very beginning, we would never be here. We would never be in this position. You would never have the affiliation with Dungan United Youth Dungan and Swifts that we have had over the years. So he got involved at Dungan before you were born. Right, but when you were growing up, you must Dungannon Swifts and Gannon Swifts. It was obvious you would play for them. I know you went away and played at Liverpool and Bristol City, and now you're back. You played again, played in the Irish Cup final of two thousand and seven, scored a goal, scored your penalty when it went to penalties. Sadly, you lost, but it's a great run, and it's very appropriate that you're now the manager. <laughs> Yeah, I think my destiny was always to be involved with Dungannon Swifts ever since I had an interest in football. Obviously, we have, um, have another brother who maybe wouldn't have been as interested in football as myself as playing ways, but he, had, he, he showed great interest in, in our careers and showed great interest in the club as a whole, as a supporter. Um, so whenever I had an affiliation with playing the game, um, I showed early signs that it wasn't too bad at it, so I was always going to be involved in some capacity. Um, did I ever see myself sitting here as a head coach whenever I was starting out and going over to Liverpool? Probably not. Mm. But um, as you get towards the end of your, your career, your playing days, obviously you want to try and keep yourself involved somehow. Yeah. Um, I, have a, I have an idea of how I want the game played. So whenever I got the opportunity to then go to Dungannon Swifts or be Dungannon Swifts head coach and manage them, um, it gave me that responsibility to try and deliver a, a decent product. Joe, tell me about the early days. 69, was it? The club was 49. 49, sorry. 1949. It was formed. And it, it, uh, it was in the old Alliance, Irish Alliance League at that time. But in 58, they went to the Mid Ulster the League. And uh, the last three seasons that they were in the Mid Ulster League, I think they were undefeated. They were undefeated. Uh, throughout those three seasons, so they were a very good side, Obviously. and that was in 71-72 season. Invited then into uh, 
the Irish League B division in 72-73 season. Quite a step. Uh, and I remember well, Jackie, our home at the minute is Stangmore Park, as you know. Uh, I remember we needed a private and enclosed ground to get into the B division. Yeah. We had to come up with a pitch that was private and enclosed. And uh, I knew the people that had uh, the lease on the Stangmore Park. And I remember going down, it was a hedge right round the ground at that time, but there was an old rusty iron bar gate that was always chained and locked because there was two horses in the field where the social club, the social club <laughs> yeah. was. And the two goalposts were down on the main the main pitch, which was a bit of a bog, Jackie. Yeah. And uh, I went down and uh, asked this man about was Courtalls owned the ground, the clothing company. Yes. Uh, about could we get a two-year lease to get started and then try and get our own ground. So we got the two-year lease, and uh, two year at the end of that two years, we bought the ground hedge to hedge for six thousand pounds. Now it, well, what, well, it was a good deal to be well over a million I would say now and then we built it up and we did a bit we did a bit Jackie every year and I remember the great Marvin Bell Dundalla manager yeah, who was the most successful team in the in the uh, B division at that time and there was good teams in the B division mm -hmm. at that time you had, you had Newry Town, you had Oma Town, you had Ballyclare Comrades, Dundella, Brantwood. Uh, Brantwood was some fantastic teams. It was a really good league and a good standard. But uh, I remember Mervyn pulling in uh, for a league game and he got out of the car and he walked about for a while and he came over to me and he said, Joe, I can't believe the improvements here. Every time I come up here, there's something different done. And uh, that was what we did, Jackie. We, we, we worked very hard in our wee social club to make money, to do improvements around the ground, the stand, the, the wall around the ground, the turnstiles, the floodlights. Yeah. We, we did a bit every year and uh, that's the way we built it up and thankfully it worked for us and whenever we, we won the championship and uh, 14 years ago and moved into the premiership, well, that was a massive day in the history of the club. Absolutely fantastic day. But if we go back to Lady 2, Jackie, we opened the big social club that we have there now. And if I told and you if it if I told you it was two hundred and twelve thousand pounds at that time in eighty two and that we didn't get a grant and we were paying that off for the next twenty five years. Yeah. It was very difficult, but we made it and we still kept our football to the four yes. and we're, we competed right through and uh, all the league's championship we won the championship by eight points and then the premiership obviously we're 14 years in it we have a two force which I tell Rodney uh, I had to play 60 games and over those two seasons to get two force and into Europe twice you'd only play five matches to win this cup <laughs> Uh, he, so, did, he did wake up. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but no, it's it's been a good success story, but it's very, very difficult, and it wouldn't happen, Jackie. It would not have happened only for some good people, some great people that we have had around that club, and I can't start naming them all, but I want to name our present chairman, Keith Boyd, yeah. who, who has t took over a very difficult situation three or four years ago. 
and nobody wanted the job. Our, manage, our management committee has always been small, but it has been small, but everybody has done their job and everybody yeah. has worked hard. And in Keith Boyd, nobody has worked harder. He has done a fantastic job. He's not a chairman for running about uh, doing interviews or he wouldn't probably want to be here today. But what he is, he walks behind the scenes yeah. getting funds and keeping the club run in the proper manner. Yeah. All those years, I suppose you've been a mascot, ball mm -hmm. boy, <laughs> everything. Yeah. You must um, have been watching the matches when you were away. He was yeah. training the first time. <laughs> ever, ever since I could walk, I was always in his heels. Um, going around all those clubs that he's mentioned. Um, looking forward to the match every Saturday. Uh, enjoying that experience as well. and Some great memories, some great memories of players players from the past, some great goals I can remember, some great occasions I can remember. I can even remember whenever whenever I went to Liverpool um, or across England. My first board of call on a Saturday afternoon, whenever I got a chance, was always to phone the Gans West Football Club. There was very few mobiles about it at that stage. And you'd always phone the club to see how the match went. So you were always keeping in touch with everything that was yeah, going on. Of course, that was in your blood. Joe, I remember Glen Torren won the league under Coyle. Was that 2005? Yeah. yeah, and normally the manager of the league gets mm -hmm. uh, the manager of the year from the football writers, but not that year. He won it, and Roy Coyle still talks about that to this <laughs> day. Funny enough, <laughs> what did you win that for, Joe? I haven't a clue. Uh, <laughs> I think it, I think I think it was taking a small town club till fourth place for the second season in a row. That's it. Uh, I think it was that uh, that was rated maybe higher than what Roy had done, but I I, I was shocked that night in the mean when when I got up, went up to get the award off Peter Schmeichel and uh, was interviewed. I, did, I didn't know what to say. I just was dumbfounded. You didn't know what to say. Uh, <laughs> That's a first. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it's great. Uh, you haven't been manager of the year. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe one year, maybe one year. Continue to work hard. I suppose he reminds you that he, he does. Yeah, he does. I think our two seasons getting into Europe, even though it was the first one was a Toto Cold Toto Cup, like you know, that was still odd. Europe. Oh, yeah. unbelievable! And and there was money to be made in it. Even in those days, there was money to be made in it. We come out of it very well, I think. You know, something like maybe twenty thousand pound profit out of it, yeah. which was big for a club of, yeah. of our stature. Mm. It's a great story all around, isn't it? It's, it's fascinating, Jackie, just to hear obviously Joe's relationship with the club and then Rodney coming through and you know it's you know, it all ends up with a, a senior trophy for Ferdin Gannon and it's it's a stuff of stuff yeah. of dreams really for We, we missed that trophy out of the boardroom of Ballerina. <laughs> <laughs> well mm -hmm. done. Joe, it's great to see you again. Thank you very much, Jackie. Ah, great man. <laughs> I know a few sons, and I have one sitting over there. They're they're rarely proud of what their dad does. But <laughs> you, should, you should be proud of what that man has done. MBE as well. Uh, very few of us get there. So. <laughs> right, four games last weekend. Match of the day was Cliftonville one, Linfield two. Big win for the Blues. Big win for the Blues, and it keeps them three points above the Reds. I'd say it was a big boost as well. Yeah, so that 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 puts Linfield up in the fourth place, and. It's a good win for them, you know, they've, their form's been indifferent, but that's a strong win against a, a good Cliftonville side. Yeah. And Cliftonville, their inconsistency kills them. 
Yeah, the, the last month's been difficult for them, Jackie, and you know they need to find that consistency again because um, they've got a big cup game coming up as well very soon against Linfield again. So mm -hmm. that's probably their last chance now to, to win something. So that becomes the main focus for them, but they do need to find that consistency again. And on f last Friday night, uh, Balnamalar 2, Coleraine 5. The Bansiders are not giving up on their title dreams. No, they're, they're relentless. They're still in there. Um, they're still answering all the questions. They, they came from behind in, in that game on a difficult pitch. I've seen the highlights of the game. The pitch looked really... Yeah, it was 2-2 two, two at half-time, so they dug in. They, yeah, had, they had to. They dug in and they you know, they ended up scoring five goals. And Owen Bradley's had a bit of form. He, he was a star man on the night. I was going to mention Owen got uh, two of the goals. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's a big help that he's back from injury for them. Yeah, they, they seem to have the, the, the players back at the right time, and they're you know they're giving it everything that they can to, to, to stay on Crusaders' tail, and they're still there, and it's making for a really good uh, title race. And a nice debut for Aaron Burns. He got one of the goals. Yeah, that, Aaron Burns is always going to give you that. He's, he's a player who's he's got a lot of goals at Linfield, and uh, maybe just didn't fit into David Healy's team this season. A bit frustrating for him. Didn't play as much, but he's he's gone to Coleraine now, and he's. He, he started, he's hit the ground running, that's good for him to get a goal, they'll be pleased. Mm. Also on Friday night, we've already mentioned Glen Torren because of the sacking of uh, Gary Haven. Glen Torren won Ards 2 and that was uh, the final nail I suppose. Yeah, and I mean everyone expected Glen Torren to win that game because Ards had shipped 10 goals. And 10 goals in their last two games. Yeah, yeah, so they were on a real diner and you know, but Glen Torren is, again, their home form has let them down and you know, an uncharacteristic mistake from our friend Elliot Morris. Our good mate. For, for the second goal. got him a new contract. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's hard to blame him. Then he throws Elliot. one in. Yeah, it's hard to blame him because he's been brilliant for them this season. It's probably his only mistake this season. It is, but again, a really poor result for, for Glenn Torn at home. And it's it's obviously contributed to, to Gary getting the sack. But, you know, taking off the way from Ards, it's a really good win for them. Coming off the back of two heavy defeats. Yeah. For them to go to the Oval and get a result that was big for them. And that keeps them ahead of Warren Point. And Colin Nixon, uh, he'll not admit it, but they must be nearly safe now. Yeah, I think Ards will be safe. I think they'll they'll be okay. Um, you know, they've got enough good players there, and they, they seem to pick up the odd result here and there. They'll they'll go three or four games without winning, and maybe shipping a few goals as, as they have done. But they'll end, they're then able to pick, pull out a few results, and they've been doing that all season. And I think they'll be safe for that reason. And the only other game at the weekend it was on Saturday. Carrick won Warren Point to a six-pointer. But Warren Point happy to walk away with, with the three points yeah, they'll be on that, offer. That's a huge win for them away from home and it keeps them seven points ahead of, of, of Carrick, and, which is a nice gap for them to have. Um, so a real six-pointer there, but a massive win for, yeah. for Warren Point. And uh, Carrick boss David McAllen said after the game, we didn't turn up. Yeah, well, well, that appears that way. I think they lost heavily to, Col to Crusaders excuse me, a few weeks ago and I think Davey was questioning his position. But he probably would have looked at the next few games against Warren Point, Balnamallard, Glen Torn and thought, let's see how we get on in these games. But unfortunately, they haven't picked up too many points again. And it's really tough down at the bottom there for Carrick. And funny enough, on my notes here, Carrick, six goals scored in their last nine home games. Yeah, so... That's a big part of the reason. It, it is, and, and, and I think in some of the games, I think they played well against Crusaders at home, and they also played well against Glen Torn, were very unlucky, but they, they didn't pick up any points, and goal scoring's been their problem. And Warren Point now seven points clear. It's a nice gap, nice gap for them to have. They've obviously lost Darren Murray, and you're taking his goals out of their team, but seven point give, gives them a nice cushion to work on. Yeah. Okay, so let's uh, see where those games 
leave the Premiership table. That all stacks up. Crusaders now just two points in front of Coleraine, but the Crews do have a game in hand. And then after Coleraine, there's a 13 points gap to Glenavon in third place on 55. Linfield up to 52 points. Cliftonville 49. Then a 12 point gap to Glentoran on 37. They complete the top six. Bellamine are three, two points behind Glentoran, but they have now three games in hand. And uh, then there's a six point gap from Bellamina to Dungannon Swifts on 29. Ards on 27, 1 point 21. And then you're right back with Carrick 14 and the Mallards on 10 points. They are in big, big trouble, are they not, Paul? Yeah, they are. Jackie and you know Gavin Dykes was on the show a few weeks ago and he was saying that the new signings have come in and given them a, a fresh boost and they've been playing a lot better but they're still not picking up too many points and they're not getting any results over the last few weeks since he was on and you know they find themselves down at the bottom four points adrift of, of Carrick and they're in a difficult position now. They're running out of games. So Romney, looking at that table, what's your uh targets for the rest of the season. He's still hoping to get up to 7th to get into the European. Yeah, initially our targets has to be Balamina, the, the team just above us. Um, obviously they have three games in hand over Glen Torn. Mm. There's still a lot to play for. There's, um, we have six games to go before the split. 11 in total, so there's a lot of points to be played for as well, and that 7th spot will go the whole, the whole way to the end of those 11 games, so we have to get in touch with the 7th place team as quickly as possible and and try to build on the achievement that we've had in the League Cup and try to transform it into a little bit better league form. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, look ahead to this weekend. We have all six games on the Saturday. The odds are supplied by Bet McLean, and can I tell you, it's the first week of the Bet McLean charity bet. They're giving us £50 for a free double. Uh, all winnings will be donated to a charity which I'm involved in as a patron. Uh, at the end of the season, that charity is Heartbeat for Children, situated at the Clark Clinic at the Royal uh, Children's Hospital up at the Royal Victoria. So it's a great cause. I've been there, I've visited. Parents get to stay with little children. So it is uh, a well worth why a charity which we're supporting until the end of the season that's about 12 or 14 weeks or something so hopefully i mean we haven't done that well you know <laughs> do you want to pick this week or will i you can pick this week jackie i'll pick this week start right. on a high uh well we've got uh ard 71 linfield two to seven linfield should win that or will they you'd think so jackie and you know they got a good win against cliftonville last week and Hello, Ards beat Glen Thorne. They'll be on a high too, but you'd expect Linfield to go and get the points at Ards there on Saturday. Carrick Rangers 7 to 1, Glenavon 2 to 7. Yeah, Glenavon, too many guns. Yeah, I think so. And Carrick have been struggling again of late, and Glenavon, you know, the firepower that they have, and they're, they're a good team on their day. I think Glenavon can pick up points in that one. Uh, not many great prices here. No. 1 to 5, Cole Rain, second place. Against Warren Point, 9 to 1. One point are doing not too bad recently, but hard to see them getting anything. No, Coleraine's so strong at home, Jackie, as well, and they're scoring goals from all areas of the pitch, and you'd have to fancy them. Crusaders, the league leaders, 1-4 to four at home to Valamina, 9-1. to one. Hard to see the United boys making up, even if they do make up for last Saturday's performance in that League Cup final. 
Can't see them toppling the crews. But David will be looking for a response, Jackie, after you know he said himself he was disappointed last week and they'll be looking for a response and against Crusaders, but we all know Crusaders are so strong at home and you know, I watched them in the, the Ironbury League Cup last Sunday and when they lost the game they played very well in the second half. They're so formidable and you'd have to fancy them, but I don't think it'll be so one sided. I think it'll be a close enough game, but I expect Crusaders to see that one through. Yeah. Okay, and then we have Dungannon at one to two. Balna Mallard four to one. Where they've been celebrating, Balna Mallard <laughs> might be a good bet. Yeah, you could say that, but again, <laughs> they, they should be on a tremendous high after winning the cup last week, and I'm sure the players can't wait to get back to training tonight. That they, they, they prepare for Saturday and Dungannon playing at home against the bottom side. It'll be a game I'm sure Rodney will be expecting to, to pick up three points in. It'll not be easy training in a bar. All <laughs> 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 that glass about. And finally, Glen Torren eleven to four. Managerless against Cliffville four to five. It's a tough one to call, Jackie. Obviously, Glen Torn's home form. I've, I've said it in the show. It's been, been really poor from them. But again, Cliffville's forms up up and down, so mm. inconsistent. And for that reason, I think that game could be a draw. Right. Well, I'm going to the Glen Torn game on Saturday. I have to say, sorry, Glen Torn fans, but you would have to fancy Cliffville, who are really trying to get up there, because the top three spots. In our league, it's all about money, isn't yeah. it? European money. So that's why Linfield are getting closer to Glenavon and Cliffmill are right in uh, Linfield's tail. So it's a good battle there for third place. Uh, I'm going to go for Cliffmill. Four to five, sorry. You Ovalites, I'm going to go for Cliffmill. That would be £90 if I put 50 in that for the charity bet. And I'm going to go for Dungallon, one to two. Do no not, <laughs> do not let the no wins <laughs> at the Royal Victoria Hospital down. No pressure. Uh, no pressure. No, I, I think they'll uh, they'll be flying. I think so. Yeah, literally. Joe, great pleasure to see you again, my friend. Thank you very much, Jackie. And continue the good work. You're still working away with Dungallon Youth. Seven days a week, Jackie. Seven days a week. Yeah. Voluntary. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, what was New York like? He was in New York. Good, good break, Jackie. Nice surprise for my fortieth birthday. So really enjoyed it. You only forty. Aye. Hard <laughs> paper round. So Rod, yeah. thank you, Jackie. It kills me, but well done on winning that trophy. Thanks very much. Well done. You, you deserved it on the day, as they say. That your team turned up. Your team might turn up on Saturday, so get up there and support them. And honestly, you'll enjoy it. It's good crack. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.